It's October, the spookiest season of the year. So we're taking you to the final resting places of Plano's founding families. These are treasure troves and they're priceless and the stories behind them are even bigger. And introducing you to the passionate people working to honor their memories. It's a way for people in Plano to embrace this history and realize that that people, you know, built this city and started from something and a way to tie the present to the past. Our tale of curiosity takes us back more than 120 years to one of Plano's darkest chapters. Unfortunately, the hospitality of the family ended up being their demise. And finally, we introduce you to our Plano character. They call me the Cemetery Lady of Collin County. <laughs> Welcome to Plano Podcast, tales of curiosity and character. I'm your host, Tammy Hooker. And I'm producer Mary Jacobs. We're glad you found our little on-air hangout with stories from inside of Plano. And just outside of what you might expect. They are Plano's silent citizens, more than 6,000 strong, residing quietly in out-of-the-way corners of the city. They are the departed, buried in about a dozen pioneer cemeteries in Plano, with the earliest dating back to 1847. There's about 12 cemeteries in Plano that I would consider pioneer cemeteries. Most of these are now not active, but they are still intact as part of our heritage assets. They're like a history book of your town. I really think of a cemetery as a historical park. I mean, you can go uh, learn so much from just walking around a cemetery about your town and your community. While the residents of these cemeteries can no longer speak for themselves, there's an active and passionate group living in Plano, working to honor their memories. Candace Fontalakis, preservation advocate. They're almost like outdoor art installations because of the beauty of the monuments and the poetry of the inscriptions. You can see how much their descendants and their loved ones appreciated them. My name is Jeff Campbell, and I'm the director of the Plano Conservancy for Historic Preservation. It's a way for people in Plano to embrace this history and realize that when they moved here, Plano just didn't fall out of the sky, that, that people built this city and a way to tie the present to the past. These volunteers feel a deep connection to the folks buried in the Pioneer Cemeteries. My name's uh, Kenny Bush. I'm a lifelong resident in Plano. I've talked to people that feel a connection, and I always, on my cleanup days, I always say a little prayer, and I talk to them, and I walk through, and I'm the curator here. I'm, I'm taking care of their resting place and I fight those battles that they can no longer fight sitting in the ground. So it, it's a duty, I feel. There's a family who lost um, many children uh, and their, their markers are all the same. They're small and they're heart-shaped on top. They're quite, well, I don't think you can actually look at them without crying because you realize the massive loss and it's in Bethany Cemetery. The Pioneer Cemeteries range from tiny family plots to Plano Mutual, near downtown, home to more than 4,000 souls. 
Some are tucked in the hidden corners of the city, while others are more visible, like the Bacchus Cemetery, situated right in the middle of the shops at Legacy. I think Bacchus is, is key to people understanding the challenge of moving here and living here in the 1840s because it's in the middle of this high-end development and yet next to it stands a spectacular Robert Summers sculpture installation called Trails and Legacy. That sculpture installation is part of the herd that was in Dallas in a warehouse for years. Same herd that was installed downtown Dallas. So they brought it up here and installed it and now it's a feature in that development. And that installation tells the history of the site, which is along the Shawnee Trail, a key feature in Plano's heritage. You have Old City, which was started by five Peters colonist families, which were the founders of Plano. And then right beside you have Davis Cemetery. African-Americans had trouble buying homes, property, and all that. So Mr. Davis, he just bought all that property and he sold lots to other African-Americans and he designated that as a cemetery. And you get a whole lot of Plano history right in that space. We headed out to another cemetery, hidden behind an apartment complex at 121 and Independence to meet Kenny Bush and another volunteer, Joey Goff. We're out at Young Cemetery today. I kind of co-managed with a few other ladies, the three cemeteries around here. This one here, the Young Cemetery, is very nice, peaceful cemetery and a nice family history with it. I've, I uh, investigated everybody in that cemetery, all neighbors. Um, I used to come and see Miss Young, who lived right over here, and w- once a week I'd come and see Miss Young. And if you've never seen Miss Young, She'd talk your ear off. She was an old maid. She was in her 90s, lived out here by herself. The woman didn't have running water in her house. She died in 99. She brought her buckets of water or cans of water. She had three levels of water, water you could wash the clothes with, water you could wash the floor with, and water you could eat. That's the house is the one that is at Plano Farmstead. History buffs tell us that Plano's cemeteries are truly treasure troves full of historical oddities and surprises. And sure enough, we came across a few at Young Cemetery. The tall one right in front of you, Uh that's your Woodman of the World marker. The tombstone is elaborately carved and looks just like a tree trunk. It was a kind of fraternal organization back then, the frontier days. All their gravestones are reminiscent of tree stumps, tree shafts, it's bark, it's very detailed. Some of them are elaborate. It was an insurance organization that guaranteed you a burial. Kenny Bush is able to identify those that are mail order monuments. These are three that are probably ordered from a Sears catalog. Even though the dates may be different, sometimes the family comes back 10 years later and does all the kids. So that's why if you look at the detailed engraving, they're all identical. I've got catalogs from the 1890s, 1900, Montgomery Wards and Sears, and they were, believe it or not, that catalog had 20 pages of monuments in it of all types. We also found a grave for what may be one of Plano's oldest veterans. Thomas Finley. The records of the troops uh, recorded him, War of 1812. As we talked, inmates in orange jumpsuits were sprucing up the area. It's part of a program through the Collin County Sheriff's Department. It's just one of dozens of agencies and organizations that have pitched in to help keep Plano cemeteries beautiful over the years. Scout troops, Master gardeners, developers, and descendants of the pioneer families have all pitched in. 
they can't speak for themselves. So yeah, I, to me, they should be protected because this is your history. This is how Plano developed. You can't really know where you're from if you don't know what happened in the past. Who were these people that came and settled Plano? Our cemeteries in Plano are the tangible evidence of our past, the lives that were lived here. And they're a testament to their success, not their failure. That's one of the reasons that we want to take care of these. To build awareness, the Plano Conservancy hosts a popular annual event that brings hundreds of volunteers out to the cemeteries to renew an old tradition. Here's Jeff Campbell. We put on Tombstone Mysteries. The first one was at Old City Cemetery in Davis, and uh, the next two were at Plano Mutual. And it kind of started out getting back to that tradition of uh, Decoration Day, but updated. There's three components to Tombstone Mysteries. One is teaching people how to clean the stones. People love that. There's a history mystery portion where you have a list of questions and a map, and you go to each stone, and the question is answered for you. And when you complete it, you get a book. So the idea is you learn about Plano's history. The third part was um, putting carnations on the veterans' graves. At last May's Tombstone Mysteries event, we got a quick lesson in how to clean monuments from Dan Kinninger from Texas Cemetery Restoration. So first thing you want to do is just spray the monument down. So once that's done, then you're going to take your brush and scrub the monument. Once that's done, if you want to, you take the chopsticks and just kind of work in the letters to get all the little growth out. From Candace, we picked up a few pointers on cemetery etiquette. Please come and visit. We want you to come visit and realize how beautiful these places are, yet proper visitation. So it's daylight hours. You don't pick anything up except maybe a golf ball, which is the way it is young, or trash and take it with you. It's not locked, but they like to make sure that you make proper visitation. So you're walking around. You're not, you're not picking flowers. You're not moving anything that looks like it might be just a random stone. Because like in Young Cemetery, sometimes graves were marked with just random rocks. They weren't even inscribed. As our cemetery advocates tell us, these pioneer cemeteries aren't just monuments to the dead. They're living history and places of inspiration. A lot of the families are still around. They shaped what we are now in this county. All these people, they're the ones that set the standards for what Collin County is. It's moving to walk through an old cemetery, but it's also inspiring because it's not all sadness. It's some of it obviously is sad, but you also realize that their lives were a struggle, but they made the commitment and they came here from other places and gave up everything to have a new life in Texas where they had freedom and more land and opportunity. It also is a reminder to us of our own mortality that's coming, so let's not waste the time we've been given. It's serious, and yet it's a beautiful place to be, and it reminds you to make the best use of your time. If you're interested in checking out Plano Cemeteries for yourself, stop at the Interurban Railway Museum downtown to pick up a free brochure. We have a driving tour of historic Plano cemeteries, and then we tell you just a little bit about them, and we have a map of how to get to all of them, and you can pick those up here at the museum. But be warned, once the cemetery bug bites, it's easy to get hooked. Who knew cemeteries could be so much fun? You, you don't sleep at night. you got to have that answer. I can relate to that. 
Are you enjoying this episode of Plano Podcast? If so, you can join our growing list of patrons. Visit planopodcast.com and click on the support tab for more information. Now, back to the show. We'd like to take a moment to dedicate this episode in memory of a special person. My name's Russ Kissick. I'm co-founder and co-director of the Plano Conservancy. Russ Kissick was one of three co-founders of the Plano Conservancy for Historic Preservation. We interviewed Russ for our Haunted Plano episode last October. Sadly, he passed away in June. He was a very kind person, and he had a vision for preserving the heritage assets of Plano that were fast disappearing with development and just a lack of knowledge of them. What's unknown is unloved. And his mission was to make sure people knew how rich our heritage was and why these assets were, were so important for us to save, preserve, and, and understand and love and take care of. We'd be remiss to tell the story of Plano's pioneer cemeteries without remembering this important figure in Plano's historic preservation community. Rest in peace, Russ, and know that your legacy lives on. Our tale of curiosity takes us to one small cemetery in West Plano with origins and a tragic event that struck fear in the hearts of the early Plano residents. In 1895, a family named Collinsworth had a farm in what is now West Plano. As was custom at the time, they welcomed a traveling salesman who was passing through into their home one night. Unfortunately, the hospitality of the family ended up being their demise. Two young girls in the family had the chore of changing the visitors' bed linens. And a week or so later, the girls came down with smallpox. The relatives came to the funeral from the Louisville area. They got smallpox and died there too. So it was a mess. That was a big epidemic. That, that area was quarantined back in the time. That's why that cemetery is located where it is, is because the people had smallpox and they couldn't get out of there. Absolutely. They had to put them in their backyard. Plano City Council set up a quarantine between what is now Coit, Preston, Spring Creek, and Park, enforced by an armed guard. People could come and to the border, put food on the other side of the border. That lasted like a month for the quarantine. And so there was no place to bury anybody. All these people dying and they're quarantined, and so they buried them in the backyard. Uh, 15, 20 people from their family died in that, that, that epidemic, and that's why they were there, buried in a bad spot on the bottom of a hill, all because they had no place else to bury them. Ultimately, about 15 to 20 people died, and their graves were forgotten and neglected for many years. But in the last few decades, community groups pitched in to restore the cemetery. Now, the Collinsworth Cemetery is located between two homes in a quiet neighborhood near Parker and Ohio. Descendants of the Collinsworth family maintain the site. When developers built homes in the area, the very first home buyers chose the homes next door, knowing they'd be next to a serene park and some very quiet neighbors. It went from a swampy, muddy mess just really an unpleasant place to a beautiful place of um, renewal and hope. And I think that was in, that's exactly how the family would want it to be represented. Finally, let's meet our Plano character. 
I'm Joy Golf. They call me the Cemetery Lady of Collin County. <laughs> For more than two decades, Joy has been a one-woman force of nature on behalf of cemeteries in Plano and Collin County. I wrote a book on the cemeteries of Collin County, and I've gotten historical markers for several. I am in the Collin County Historical Commission. And she's ready for more. We have over 100 cemeteries in Collin County. The number's increasing constantly, because I've heard about three or four of them that were found in the Wiley area just recently. (laughs) Joy did the work to obtain historical markers for several cemeteries preparing applications submitted to the Texas Historical Commission. The ones that do all the historical markers on the side of the road, you can get books that say, or you see signs that say historical marker one mile, that's all the Texas Historical Commission, but somebody had to apply for that. The state, I'll apply for one, like for the Young Cemetery, and then the state will grant it. The state doesn't initiate it, put it that way. It protects it from development. This cemetery here has got a one-acre deed. The land, the cemetery itself doesn't take that much space, but that was the standard, a one-acre for a little family cemetery, and it kept the golf course from going and plowing right through it. I'm not saying they would have, but that's what it does. It kept this apartment complex from going right through it if they wanted to ignore it. Even if it doesn't have a deed, you cannot plow it under. The cemetery has priority. Without Joy's work, many of Plano's historic cemeteries might not have been restored. Here's Kenny Bush. This lady has documented all this, and I have followed her path, and I will continue after she's gone. Joy says it's her love of history that keeps her motivated. Well, I'm kind of a silly person. I like to walk around cemeteries and look at the graves and read the inscriptions. (laughs) As my husband says, Collin County history has become my hobby. Thank you, Joy Goff, for helping keep Plano's history alive. And thank you for listening to this episode of Plano Podcast. Happy Halloween, Plano. We've reached the end of another edition of Plano Podcast, tales of curiosity and character. We hope you've enjoyed today's topics and discussion. Remember to support us on Patreon and to follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Send your feedback, ideas, and comments our way. Thanks for listening and subscribing. We'll be waiting for you at our back corner booth. Until next time.